The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And I have a very, very exciting Million Dollar Mindset announcement today. I hope to meet you all in person, and we're going to have that opportunity here in the Chicago area on September 20th this year, 2013. Imagine a day for you to get away to renew your mind, redefine your goals, and leave an all-day women's conference with a plan in hand to make your personal and professional dreams happen. That's it. I'm calling it Make It Happen, Leave With a Plan in Hand. And it's a full-day empowering women's conference right here in the Chicago area. If you'd like more information on that, please go to MakeItHappenLive.com. We have some fun stuff up there for you. And uh, I hope to see you always, as always, please feel free to reach out and ask me any questions or contact me at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. That's T-A-B-A-K-A dot com. It would be so fun, so, so, so fun to meet you all in person. So I hope to see anyone who's able to travel to the Chicago area there. And we have a really interesting show today. This, This show is actually a long time in coming because I think that I'm going to get some of my answers, uh, questions answered about some of the clients and the prospects and the people who read my ink column and such, uh, who come to me with a certain mindset. And in the past, I haven't quite known how to approach them or how to talk to them about this. So here we go. Today, we're talking with educator and author Laura Reef. And Laura says that some of the most successful entrepreneurs have learning disabilities and that most struggling entrepreneurs suffer from something that is far more debilitating than a learning disability. And we're going to find out what that is in today's show, right along with how learning disabilities can give you a creative edge. And the one thing that holds most entrepreneurs back, and I'll tell you what, it has nothing to do with learning disabilities. And we're also going to talk about key strategies that will unlock your success as an entrepreneur with or without a learning disability. So you get the gist. Today's show is all about learning disabilities. We're going to be talking about ADD, ADHD, and some some other things out there. So I'm so glad that you're tuning in. Feel free to call today if you have any questions during the show at 877-864-4869. And I'd like to tell you a little bit about our guests 
Laura Reef. Laura is a special education teacher from right here in the Chicago area. I'm so excited. We're neighbors. And the things that she's witnessed in her career have guided her to apply her expertise in this field to write children's books. Laura's mission is to lift the negative stigma of special education by planting the seeds of understanding and compassion through self-esteem. Laura Reef is also the creator of About SpecialEducation.com, and that's about hyphen special hyphen education.com. And now that's a website dedicated to supporting the needs of parents with children with learning disabilities. So this is a very, very valuable resource. And we're going to talk to Laura a little bit later in the show about that website, what it has to offer, and uh, why it could be an important place for you to visit. And we're going to learn more about her up and coming book, which is very, very exciting. So Laura Reef, I would love to welcome you to the Million Dollar Mindset. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I'm really excited, Laura, because as we discussed very briefly on the phone a couple of weeks ago, you know, I do. I have I have clients and prospects and people write to me all the time who are entrepreneurs or budding entrepreneurs and, and they talk about ADD and and, and and I'll always ask, have you been diagnosed by a doctor? And the quite, the answer is almost always, no, I don't need to see a doctor, I know. Right, right, of course. They never need to see a doctor, right? Yeah, you never have to see it. I wouldn't see a doctor if I had heart disease either, my goodness. Right, so, right, right. So, Laura, before we get into that, I'd, I'd love to ask you a little bit about yourself and, and how you began this journey working with children and adults with learning disabilities? Well, I started, I've been teaching for 10 plus years, and um, I actually left the field for a while because I was feeling quite a bit of frustration with the way um, the students were were being treated, and even the way that I was being treated as a special education teacher. And, you know, in my much younger years, I didn't have the... uh, didn't have the, <laughs> the foresight that I have now. So sure. I, through my frustration, had left, and then I came back to it. I actually moved out of the Chicago area and have, have moved to um, the metro Detroit area here in Michigan. And when I came back, I wanted to get back into teaching, and that's exactly what I did. And getting back into teaching um, in a completely different state, in a completely different setting, I was noticing the same issues that I noticed when I was teaching previously. So I, I, I've spoken to people all around the world. So I know that this is not only um, a, a national issue, but a global issue of the way learning disabilities are misunderstood. So, I, you know, in my little first group of kids that I had my first year back teaching were just the little earth angels that really motivated me to get this this started. And in speaking with um, with colleagues and other people that had brothers and sisters that were older in the workforce that had learning disabilities, it, can't, it just dawned on me that, you know, learning disabilities don't go away when you grow up. So how are people dealing with it in the workplace? How are they dealing with it in their life? So this is what brought me to my mission. And it is misunderstood, and I feel like there's a definite shroud of negativity over it that just needs to go away. <laughs> we need to yeah, get <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I have a sister uh, who is Down syndrome. So oh, yeah. my heart is yeah. in this in this area as well. Um, right. So, Laura, tell me what are some of the more common learning disabilities that you've connected with? Most commonly, I work with kids that well, a learning disability itself is 
used to processing disorder, the way the brain processes information. So you can have a visual processing disorder. Um, you can have an, an auditory, auditory processing disorder. So a lot of the times um, with visual processing, kids have a hard time copying things that they see um, onto paper, um, things like that. Most commonly, I work with kids that have dyslexia, and that is the most understood. Dyslexia isn't even um, under the umbrella of special education in this in the 21st century, if you can believe that. You're kidding. <laughs> no No, way. it's not even, yeah, it's not even recognized as a learning disability. So oh. we in the profession talk about it that way, and we service kids that have dyslexia all the time, but it's one of those things that is not, um, when you get tested for learning disabilities by the school psychologist, no one will ever say, oh, they're dyslexic. You have to go to a, a physician to be I'm diagnosed as dyslexic, which just makes absolutely fast me. <laughs> so that's, that's I was mind-boggling. Is, right, is, isn't is it? there a reason for this, or have we just not caught up with the times, or do they dismiss it as as minor, or what? What's the issue? I feel like there needs to. It's a whole huge issue with it. There needs to be a shift in the way we educate educators and in the education system itself, sure. for sure, without question. Um, so I just believe that we haven't caught up to the times, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's interesting. And then, yeah. the, of course, the most prevalent would be ADD and ADHD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And dyslexia, right. just going back to that for a minute, I, I just had a question about that. Is is that particularly difficult to diagnose or to recognize that there's even a problem in the first place? I, not in my opinion, no, because most people's perception of dyslexia is people write their letters backwards or write words backwards, um, things like that. And that can happen, absolutely. But dyslexia is really, um, it, it most commonly has to do with reading. And um, if you're not reaching your, your landmark goals age-wise, that if you're behind, then there's, there's something wrong. You know, it has to do with mm-hmm. comprehension. You can have dysgraphia where your writing is impaired or um, dyscalculia that has to do with math. So there's a whole um, gamut of things under this being dyslexic that could be going on. And to me, it's really easy to spot because it, it's, there's obviously something wrong. Um, if, you get, if you go and get tested by a school psychologist and you don't have a processing disorder, then what is going on? You know, that's, right. not that it's a fallback, but having so much experience with it that, it's pretty easy to spot because it can be really, really debilitating. And again, being so misunderstood, it it just gets pushed to the side, which is unfortunate. So can dyslexia be uh, like, I don't know the right word to use, excuse me, but changed, altered, healed, (laughs) overcome? (laughs) 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 That would be fantastic. And I would have to say that Richard Branson, who is the most famous dyslexic person probably in, in the world, would say that yes, would definitely say yes. However, he attributes his dyslexia to his success because it has taught him to see things in a different way. So there's strategies that it'll never go away. It's not something that's curable, but there are strategies to be learned. You know, if if you start as, you know, as an adult, but it would be wonderful if it was started as, you know, a child for children in their younger years. But yeah, there's tons of strategies that can be can be taught so that you can move past it or live with it in in a really successful and positive way. So it doesn't have to be so debilitating. And again, 
I think it really, really makes people creative, <laughs> personally. <laughs> yeah, because they really do need to think in a different way and think bigger oh, and more expansively. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, when you think about someone like Steven Spielberg, who just recently um, wrote an article about his dyslexia, severe dyslexia, and here's a man who reads and writes for a living and he has the most profound create, you know, imagination. You can't, it's amazing. So... But he does write about what a hard time he had in school, and I think the common denominator is that the um, the hardships that they all went through promote, you know, kind of gave them to, the drive to be so successful. Mm-hmm. So and that it, often I, happens. I, yeah. yeah. Laura, we are going into our first break already, and this time always flies so quickly. So (laughs) you can learn more about Laura at about-special-education.com. We'll be back with you in a minute. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Get ready to laugh along with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Ellie Lopreet. Friday evenings at 6, 5 central on toginet.com. This is a truly realistic, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is method that will have you laughing and crying, surviving while struggling, and hammering away at the hardships as you travel through the greatest journey of your life. Get empowered by joining thousands of other parents who have also decided to take a leap of faith into a double career with longer hours and half the pay simply because of the love they have for their children. Together, we are rebuilding a new economy that will support us rather than enslave us. Never again will we have to choose between raising our children and earning to provide for them. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. For more on Allie and her success, check out her website, OurMilkMoney.com. So come get empowered with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopreet. Friday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. 
And we're here with special special ed teacher and author Laura Reef. And Laura's developing currently her very first book where the character Naomi Noodles faces the confusion of being told she is dyslexic and the trials and tribulations of realizing how dyslexia can affect one's life outside of just the learning environment. So that'll be really, really fun and interesting. I think kids will just latch on to that. Where where did you get this concept, Laura? Well, I, Naomi, I just love her. <laughs> but she is a culmination of um, a lot of the students I've had in the past. And um, I, I just feel like there's issues. I, there are a lot of my students have issues, family issues, brothers and sisters who um, will say things like they're slow or, um, you know, they're in the dumb class because of they're in special education or they see a special education teacher. Uh, parents misunderstand. Parents terribly misunderstand it. Um, I had one student who just loved him so much, and he, whenever he's upset, he taps me on the shoulder. You know, he's kind of socially awkward, so he's kind of prone to bullying. But he came to, and he's pretty easy to talk back off the ledge. But one day he was tapping me on the shoulder and tapping me on the shoulder, so I knew something was really wrong. And um, he had the courage to tell me his story finally that, and by the way, when he started telling the story, he was pretending like he had to sneeze because tears were welling up in his eyes. You know, this an 11-year-old boy. And um, his mom was helping him with his homework, and she lost it. She was frustrated, and she lost it. And um, she told him that he was stupid and that she was ashamed that he was her son. No so, way. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I can't. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So I just, I knew that um, I was I'm so going to sneeze, Laura. I'm going to oh, sneeze. Right, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you started telling me that. Then he just, the tears just started flowing as soon as he started telling the story. He wasn't pretending anymore. But then I was in the same boat. I was like, I think I have to sneeze too. You know? oh, so, so but, you know, my immediate reaction was to judge her and to think, oh, my God, what a terrible mother. But I didn't. I, I took a step back and was like, okay. What kind of tremendous social and personal pressure must she be under that she snapped like this? And now she has to live with the guilt of saying this to her child, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. I, that's how the website started to be created. People just need to be educated. There needs to be a shift in in the, the perception of everything. So mm-hmm. that was really my true inspiration right there. And the story, you know, people get bullied because they have glasses or they have braces or they're too tall or too thin. Well, a lot of kids at school get bullied because they have a learning disability. So I just kind of wanted to bring it into a common conversation. You know, this is just a girl who's getting picked on because she has a hard time reading and she does bad in the spelling bees and things like that. So let's bring it into common conversation where kids are reading a book about bullying and how to handle it and kind of, oh, dyslexia, what's that? And, you know, so it'll kind of bring it into the light. I hopefully that's that's the mission. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, bullying is such a such a widespread topic right now too. Right. And uh so I think you'll have I hope that you'll have a lot of a lot of good luck bringing your book into you know, uh public eye via that angle Thank as you. well. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, Laura, at the top of the show, you know, I said I get so many clients coming to me and saying 
their self-diagnosed ADD, ADHD. Right. Talk to us a little bit of like about that. Like, how can I, as a coach, I don't know what my job really. I don't know what my job is as a coach yeah. when someone comes <laughs> and tells me that. Tell me what to do, Laura. <laughs> well, it's really. I mean, and you've got it pretty much like a grasp of it right at the very beginning. If someone comes to you and tells you that. Most likely, they've gone online and they've taken um, an ADD checklist that you can go on multiple websites and taken an ADD checklist. And, you know, a lot of times when we're doing these things, we're not really that um, discriminatory. And you're supposed to check up the things that you do most of the time, not that you recognize some, you know, some of the time. So people go through and they're like, I do that. I do that. Oh, my God. I do that, too. That's me. Ah. <laughs> you know, so but it, it's been my experience working with adults that do have learning disabilities and some adults that don't. And my own personal experience um, that most people that will self-diagnose themselves ADD and not go see a doctor suffer from chronic um, procrastination. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to agree. Yes. And it's kind of, I would say, a difficult conversation to maybe begin um, because a person, uh, you know, ADD, first of all, is a chemical. This is why you need a doctor to diagnose. It's a chemical imbalance in the brain um, that has to do with your neurotransmitters. The most commonly, I would say, is dopamine, and I'm going to use that one because that's the main one, and it's the easiest one to pronounce. So (laughs) we're going to go with Mm -hmm. dopamine. But it's linked to memory, concentration, um, reasoning, and your judgment. And so that imbalance of that neurotransmitter influences your cognitive function, right? Mm -hmm. So that's... Why? And ADD has a lot to do with memory. There's a huge memory piece to it as well. Um, somebody who is suffering from procrastination has what um, a weakness in what's called the executive function. And the executive function is the part of the brain that's associated with the frontal cortex. So the executive function really has a lot affects your self-regulating behaviors. And it's not something that just happens when you're an adult. It's something that's you know, if you're, you're born that way. So if you have a weak executive function and you're, you are not really efficient at managing your self-regulatory behaviors, then you have created a, a really ingrained pattern of lifelong habits that are not really geared towards success. And they do mirror ADD a lot of times, but the big piece is the memory piece. You know, someone that is a procrastinator, um, sees the bright, shiny objects like all entrepreneurs do, and they're like, ooh, there's the yeah. shiny object over there. Let's go play, you know. <laughs> but yeah. they know full full well in their mind what they're supposed to be doing. So they, even though they're making a choice not to do it because they would rather have the self-gratification of the feel-good behavior rather than doing what they're supposed to be doing, but they know what they're supposed to be doing, and they internalize a ton of guilt because of it, whereas a person who really is ADD kind of, Almost when you're talking to them, sometimes it doesn't look like they're listening to you. Um, they have a really hard time following multiple step directions because the memory piece they can't remember. Or if they are doing something and they move on to something else, um, that information really hasn't processed through their memory, so it's just kind of gone. You know, so that's the huge difference between the two. That is a big difference, and 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 you're right, chronic procrastination and it can be a lifelong habit and I know that neither one of us are therapists here 
what I've seen through my coaching is is that the procrastination, uh, diagnose, self-diagnosis, ADD, ADHD, uh, whatever, is is often due to fear, fear of failure, fear of success, whatever, and and I think depression. You know, maybe situational depression as well. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. A lot of times, uh, procrastinators are perfectionists. Um, they suffer from performance anxiety. Um, again, they like the immediate gratification, like the feel good now, pay later kind of mentality. And because they do, uh, you know, have probably lived a long, healthy life of mm-hmm. small failures, small failures, small failures, do internalize a huge amount of guilt and do suffer from a great amount of anxiety. So, you know, it's not something that you, you just... You know, you as a coach, you're not going to say you're not ADD, you're a procrastinator and dismiss it. It's no. still an issue to be dealt with, but it's the right. correct issue to deal with. So um, it's it's just as big as ADD, but ADD is not the correct answer. But, you know, someone who is a procrastinator who goes through that checklist would be like, you know, will be ecstatic to diagnose themselves because now they're not a failure. There's something right. really wrong, so they have something to attribute it to. So I think your biggest probably um, hardship as a coach would be getting them to shift from that idea that they are ADD to maybe perhaps they are a procrastinator and now what can we do about it because they really have to take ownership of it themselves. They do, they do. And and you know what is interesting is they hold on to that so dearly that they don't go to doctors because what, right. if, what if they're wrong? They're now right. what's our excuse, exactly. right? Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, I always talk about EFT. I don't know if you've heard of it, but uh, emotional freedom techniques, also known as tapping. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, and that's where I usually go with this situation because it helps eliminate those limiting beliefs and helps us to embrace the truth and not be so afraid of the truth because that's what, you know, they're afraid of the truth, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it so, is a habit. It is a choice. Mm-hmm. Whether it's conscious or unconscious, it is a choice of, yeah. of behaviors. You know, it's kind of like the, um, I would say, your ideal self versus your actual self. You know, someone who's a procrastinator sees the big picture and they want to start this business and this and that. And then the actual self who's so used to not doing things and would, you know, it's much easier to sit on Facebook for two hours than it is to actually get the things done that you need to get done. You know, that's a self-gratifying behavior. Or you can even compare it to a New Year's resolution. Your ideal self is saying to you, okay, I am going to lose weight and exercise January 1st. So you go to the store and you fill your refrigerator up with fruits and vegetables. And then on January 5th, you haven't eaten any of them and you've gone to the gym twice because your actual self is taking over because the goal is too big. You haven't, right. you know, you've set yourself up to fail. So that is the life of a procrastinator. Like New Year's resolutions are their life. <laughs> yeah. throughout the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, a, a lot of people who, who struggle with this tend to like to set up landmarks. Well, beginning my birthday. Well, beginning next Monday. Right. You know, it's the start Absolutely. of a new week. Yeah. With that new hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's the ideal self with this big, you know, glossy eyed dream. And then the actual self takes over with the old debilitating habits. And they get conquered once again, and there is the guilt, and there comes the depression, and performance anxiety, and, and so, you know some of them are it, who are who do suffer from perfectionism. I, I can't even imagine being on that roller coaster. <laughs> you know? I know. All you want to do is be perfect and do things perfectly, and you never can, and you never do. That must you know 
So I would think that um, for some people, or hopefully, you know, through your techniques with tapping and eliminating all those fears, they would be such a relief because, again, Mm -hmm. just as there are strategies for um, learning disabilities and ADD, there's certainly strategies for procrastination without question. Absolutely, and that perfectionism and procrastination almost always goes all the way back to childhood to some very specific stories, which is where EFT really, really, really shines and um, helps us to separate from those. We are already at our midway mark. Laura, we'll be back with you, (laughs) folks, in just a minute. Okay. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready for resources, tools, and support to help you build a successful business and live an awesome life. It's the Women's Business Success Show with your host, founder of the Association of Women Entrepreneurs, Tara McHugh. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Each show will feature a special guest interview. Tara will bring you highly successful entrepreneurs sharing their stories of success. You'll hear about the challenges they faced along their journey together with the advice they have to help you achieve more. You'll also hear from various personal and business development experts sharing tips, solutions, and strategies that you can easily implement into your business and life for amazing results. For more on Tara and her show, check out her website, aofwe.com. Then join us for the Women's Business Success Show with your host, the founder of the Association of Women Entrepreneurs, Tara McHugh. Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. What does success mean to you? Money? Power? Fame? Having everything money can buy? Does it mean having a job or career that you love? A great family life? Or simply to be happy? If you're still searching for answers, then join us each Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern for Primetime Success Radio, where Alan Skidmore and his special guests will discuss health, finances, relationships, being in business, and how you can have a life that is not only successful, but a life of meaning. Alan has been studying success principles for over 25 years through reading, attending seminars, interviewing successful people, and a daily lesson from the School of Hard Knocks. And now he wants to share that information with you. So join Alan Skidmore on Primetime Success Radio every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Rockstar Radio Network, as he takes you on a journey of finding the heart of your success. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. 
here with Laura Reef. You can learn more about Laura and her services at about-special-education.com, about-special-education.com, a fabulous website, tons of, of great resources. So, Laura, tell me, one thing I've always been curious about, is is there a difference, and if so, what is, um, between ADD and adult ADD? You hear that term a lot, too. Um, adult ADD is just being diagnosed as an adult. Um, basically, the the functions of the I should say the dysfunction is the same. It is the chemical imbalance um, that happens in with the neurotransmitters that does affect, you know, the work memory, um, judgment, perception, um, memory, all that all that good stuff. So there is really it's just I just think there's a different name for it because people are diagnosed as adults. Okay, got it. So it's you. You'd said earlier, and I just want to clarify that this is something we are born with. Always, it's not something where there's a yeah. sudden onset at the age of twenty-two or something. And no, and no. Yeah. and it's the same with procrastination. You're born with a weaker executive function, and that's that's the way it is. That's why the habits of a procrastinator are so deeply ingrained into their lives because they've been living with it for a very, very long time. Wow, so. I had no idea. That's that's new information. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you figure because most people who are some of the most common signs are being really, really disorganized, um, poor impulse control, um, really poor planning and goal setting. But the disorganization piece, I feel, is where you probably would be the most prominent as a child mm-hmm. and um, probably not really excelling at school, most likely. Um, not because of anything that has to do with intellect, it just it there's just such a, a disorganization there. So it's really hard to function when you're feeling out of control like that. Um, so they are, yeah, these are issues that people deal with from the time they're in little. Mm-hmm. However, unlike ADD, can't procrastination be a habit that develops in adulthood out, born out of some fear or yeah. or experiences, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. So the, like the, the perfectionism piece, absolutely. You know, there's mm-hmm. such a fear of failure that you just don't do anything. You're, you're stuck. So those, those things definitely can develop in the older years. Absolutely. And I feel like a lot of people who get into entrepreneurship really, it, it comes out because, you know, we had talked before about how, you know, they get a great idea to start this business and then it, a month, two months, and then it just goes away, you know, because it's actual work. <laughs> the excitement right. is over, <laughs> you know. So absolutely. But I, someone like you who is coaching them, and they're, they're lucky enough to already have a coach, um, and one of the keys to their success is being accountable to somebody. Yeah. So once you get through everything, having some, you know, when you're teaching them different strategies, having someone to be accountable to is incredibly important, incredibly important. It just makes such a huge difference. And, you know, even for people who don't have a coach setting up some sort of an accountability system, I think it's yeah. important to, to most of us, unless you are, you know, just incredibly self-motivating. And I, I just had this conversation right. the other day where, you know, for this Make It Happen conference that I mentioned at the top of the show, I've been uh, needing to go back in and do some revisions to our sponsorship package based on some feedback that I got from an expert. And 
And, you know, I felt a little, um, frankly, in over my head. I felt like, oh, gosh, yeah. I'm really kind of afraid to do this because I don't know what right. I'm doing. <laughs> right, and right. So I would procrastinate on it. And then and then my business partner and I decided, you know, we're going to have a meeting and we're going to invite some people. We're going to have a little mastermind um, around this. Perfect. And I'll tell you what, I worked miracles inside of 48 hours. Right. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, that accountability is key to just about all of us, really. I would say so. I'm one of those people that if I have a deadline, I will definitely wait till the deadline to get it done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I work so I, I just I work really really well under pressure, but I'm also a proponent of lists and lists and lists and to-do lists and things like that. And so, um, yeah, even with that kind of accountability, like that visual in front of me, I will still push off the deadline. So you know. There's work for all of us <laughs> to be yeah, done. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that brings about another really interesting point. That's been, that's something again that that I've been looking at in my own life. You know, I think I've been labeling myself as a bit of a procrastinator when it comes to really large pro- projects that are new to me. And and right. with a growing business, we all face a ton of new stuff. And uh, but lately, what I've noticed in the last year or so is that it's the creative projects, and I. Really, just I work better when I know the deadline is looming, and I have yet to get in trouble because of it. And so now I've kind of gone off the label of procrastinator and kind of gotten onto a different bandwagon of well, I just I just need to wait till it's closer because that's when I'm inspired, and that's okay. Right, right. I, yeah. I'm with you on that one too because that is you know creativity and inspiration are really. Obviously, as entrepreneurs, it's going to be the secret to our success. So, yeah. yeah. And that's fine. And, and, you know, and perhaps maybe at some point you did procrastinate or on things, but you've moved past it into a different space. And that's what everybody has to look forward to. It's not a death sentence, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So let's, let's talk a little bit about creativity and learning disabilities. Um, yeah. How can they? We, we said in the opening that learning disabilities can give you a creative edge. Let's talk more about yeah. that. I, I just feel like um, coming from a place of struggle really lends to seeing things differently um, and really having a drive to succeed and a drive to do things. But even aside from that, I just feel like because the brain it is functioning differently, it's a fact that they keep the my, in my experience, a lot of the kids that I've worked with just see things in a marvelous, marvelous way. And um, I'm sure maybe you've had this experience with, was it your sister that has Down syndrome? Yes, yes. I mean, she probably looks at the world just through the eyes of love. You know, oh. that to me is the most beautiful mind. She's yes. all just like happy, making, wanting to make people laugh, laughing, and yep. just looking through the, you know, at the world through the eyes of love. So. Yeah. So incredibly honest and always yeah, yeah. of all of us, which is it, there are seven kids in the family and of all of us, she's the one who always <laughs> seems to know what to say in, in a moment right. of uh, sadness. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? It, it fascinates me. It fascinates me. I love it. And even I have a student who, um, she's so wonderful. She, <laughs> she's, so, she's an amazing creative writer. However, her, the mechanics of her writing are not that great. So, on any standardized test, she scores at a below average because mm-hmm. she's just not, you know, according to the state, <laughs> mm-hmm. whatever. 
that, that's how they measure things. It's a whole different show. So it takes you there. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's not go there, but, right? <laughs> right, right. But she is an amazing writer, and she's been working on this little book. She created a character named Penny Baker. And um, one day we are just working together in class, and she was just in love with this pencil that I had that was just a pastel polka dot pencil with a um, – purple eraser so I let her have it she was so enthralled with it and she's in seventh grade so she's 12 and she came to school the next day and she'd written an entire new chapter of her book about Penny Baker and she had went shopping for this beautiful new dress and she was so excited about her new outfit and she showed me the the, the chapter and the, she was just the best little artist she's like does the outfit look familiar and I was like no you know that doesn't look familiar to me at all I don't have polka dot outfit and the kids wear uniforms so I didn't know if that was one of her outfits and she held the pencil up next to it and it was a perfect replica of the polka dot pencil that I had oh. given her so here's this wonderful amazing girl who scores below average on all these ridiculous tests but finds beauty and creativity and inspiration from a pencil mm-hmm. you know enough so to create an entire chapter of a book so you know these things to me are way more important and there's no standardized test in the world that they can create that's going to capture this kind of amazing creativity and we all know we are finally finally recognizing that that creativity that right-brained activity that emotional intelligence is equally as important if not more so than the left brain intellect and absolutely you can train skills you can't train this right exactly i mean thomas edison writes extensively about his experience in school to the point where his teachers would send notes home with his for him for his parents stating that he was they believed he was mentally incompetent thomas edison right i mean you know day and age or whatever the case may be but because he did suffer from a learning disability but it was so misunderstood they they believed him to be mentally incompetent and his Mm -hmm. father he writes about his father really giving me a hard time and the only way he survived through it is because his mother wouldn't accept it and wouldn't let him accept it you know so yeah Laura, I think it's important to also touch a little bit. We just have a couple minutes till break. Um, touch a little bit about on parents who are entrepreneurs who have children with learning disabilities. Any tips on us as far as scheduling time and managing their needs? I think that they are at an advantage, actually, because they... <laughs> love that. Oh, <laughs> Parent entrepreneurs, if you have a child who has a learning disability, you know, you have the freedom to um, to do research. You have the freedom to to make phone calls and to find things out on your own and to meet with the school when perhaps, you know, if you were working a nine-to-five job, you wouldn't have that much time to, to really stay on top of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the research is so important for whether you're an entrepreneur or if you just as a parent to really understand what a learning disability is because there's such a misconception that it's an intellectual impairment and it's not. It's simply a brain processing impairment. So in order, you know, and even to qualify for a learning disability, you have to have an average to above average IQ. A lot of people don't know that. 
Wow. So we are going into this final break. And when we come back, we promise some key strategies that will unlock success as an entrepreneur with or without learning disabilities. So we'll talk more about that. We're here with Laura Reef. And if you have any questions, feel feel free to call in at 877-864-4869. And we will be back with you in just a minute. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better, forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve, and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Join host Kaylin Amadio for Act Local, marketing for small business. Kaylin helps concerned, confused, and even clueless small business entrepreneurs market simply, safely, and successfully. Join Kaylin for some Monday morning marketing madness that will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Whether you need help with online media, social media, video, or mobile marketing for your local business, this marketing black belt will guide you into the 21st century with easy tips, tricks, and techniques that get your local business seen and heard. Each week, Kaylin will feature a new tip that you can use today, as well as a range of guest experts who are passionate about helping local business owners thrive. Act Local Marketing for Small Business airs every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And so my producer here at TogiNet tells me that she's going to be out fishing on the lake next Monday. So we'll be playing an encore of the Million Dollar Mindset next week. But make sure to join us on June 3rd with Nancy Dipsick, who is going to talk about how to create unshakable success in spite of what life dishes out. And Nancy has quite a story. So I hope that you'll tune in for a little inspiration and motivation to to plow through those really difficult 
difficult times and and bring about your success in spite of that. Also, make sure to head on over to Inc. Inc.com and check out my four secrets for managing virtual workers. If you're concerned about getting your money's worth when your your team is spread across the country or the world, or you're thinking about actually creating a virtual team, then you're going to find some great secrets there from an actual virtual company pro. This man has like 3,000 virtual workers, and it's been an amazing journey for him. So Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka. And we are here with special education expert Laura Reef, and we promise you some key strategies that will unlock your success as an entrepreneur with or without a learning disability. So, Laura, I can't wait to hear these. <laughs> well, I, I think some of the main ones um, when you're dealing with, you know, strategies, whether or not, and this has been so helpful for me, helpful for me um, it's to make things very visual. Um, that is the number one thing for me, um, making things visual and having your goal setting, really focus in on your goal setting, whether you can, you know, if you can bounce it off other people, that would be great. Um, again, that um, accountability with someone else, just to have that back and forth. Make your goals attainable. Um, make them, chunk them out, you know, make them very small so that it's step-by-step approach so that you don't get that overwhelming feeling and your actual self will, you know, kind of go back into your old habits of avoidance. So if you make them small enough for you to, for the steps, to, for you to attain them, and then you feel that success of the small goal, and then the success of the small goal, and it kind of starts to, to snowball, and it really can turn into something that's very motivating. Mm-hmm. So that, yep. that would be main, you know, goal setting is, is so important. Um, but keeping it really visual, is. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's so important to make things bite-sized and attainable. And, I, and when I'm teaching law of attraction, you know, there are so many people out there to say say things like, you know, I am a prosperity magnet and I'm floating in money and, you know, millions are at my feet. And I'm like, okay, how are you going to go from not being able to pay your mortgage to being a millionaire? You know, the universe just isn't going to get that. So it's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> it's the same thing with goal setting, right? Oh. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Because as an entrepreneur, you have huge deadlines and you have huge goals. And, you, you know, you're, you have the fight or flight inside of you. If you're scared, you're, you know, your natural human reaction is to fly. So we need yep. to make it really, really feasible, really um, safe, a safe yes. place. Um, so when I say make things visual, um, I, have, I work with some people that have a huge whiteboard calendar that they put on their wall. And um, they will have their whole month set up. And some of them even have gone so far. We had fun with one of them that you can go to Lowe's or Home Depot and get that whiteboard paint. And you could paint a huge calendar on your wall because every entrepreneur has their office, right? Right. So you just paint a replica of the – because that to me is more permanent. If you have something you can take off your wall, then – Gosh darn it! If it, if you get back into a corner, you're going to take it down. <laughs> so <laughs> yep. if you have it painted on the wall, then it's permanent. But just paint a replica of of your desk calendar, of the the wall calendar. Then have your whole month planned out, and do it. You know, obviously at the end of every month, and plan out your whole next month with deadlines, appointments, and everything. And then next to it, have either another whiteboard, or you can paint like uh, I painted a a piece of notebook paper with time slots on it with 15-minute increments starting from, I, I did from 9 o'clock to 6. 
logistics because that's usually when I'll be doing it. I know a lot of people work in the evening, so you just adjust it to how you're working and what your appointment schedules are for. And then you time out your day. And you don't just time out your appointments, but you time out what you're going to do with your day. If you need to do social media, you know, and everybody needs to do Twitter, what, three times a day? Is that the recommended thing? You know, oh, to get that's your message what I out do. There. Yeah. 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 So schedule yourself from 9.15 to 9.30 Twitter, you know, and because you can get so caught up into it that, um, you know, I could sit on Facebook for two hours easily. <laughs> you yeah, know, just me go from too. here to there. You know, and not because I'm just so interested in voyeuring other people's lives, but because the articles that people post are so interesting. Right. So I just like can go off into Foreverland. So I have to schedule it and I use an egg timer to um when I'm starting to do those things. Because nice. I know myself well enough to know that, okay, I use the egg timer for fifteen minutes, it's on my schedule. Once it rings, done. Turn it off. <laughs> so it takes a bit of discipline, but it really, really helps you through your day to have that structure and that plan. Um, it does. And I, I always yeah. add to that, sorry for interrupting. I think no, it's important ahead. to, and you may be about to say this, but when you're in the middle of a project that takes your concentration and you know you really need to concentrate, it's important to shut out any other um, mm-hmm. interference, email, yeah. phone, anything that's going to break that memory and concentration up. Right. I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Because the one text message, one phone call can take you your schedule off, you know, forever. If I get a phone call from my mom, well, I'm done for an hour. <laughs> you know? Right, so right. That, that's just how it goes. So um, also, I think journaling is, is, is key. If, as an entrepreneur, whether you're a procrastinator or not, journal how your day went. Because if I'm talking to you, um, Marla, and you're my coach, and I feel really embarrassed that I maybe went off track and didn't do some things I was supposed to do, I have the ability to not tell you the truth or to make up an excuse. You know, we're famous for making up excuses. But if I'm journaling to myself, I can't really lie to myself, and I can't make up excuses. I mean, I can't make up excuses for myself, but deep down, we know what's going on inside. So journaling is really important, especially when you're starting to kind of try to change your habits, a daily journal of how you did, what you did, what went wrong. And this is how you figure out what your triggers are, you know, because then you could really, whatever, get some data that you can measure. So (laughs) that's really important. Yeah, and and um, bring that journal to your coaching session. Yeah, <laughs> because yes, I'll tell you absolutely. what, a good coach will see right through your excuses. So. <laughs> so, exactly. I think that's great. Exactly. That's great feedback. Journaling is a creative activity, and you get out of your brain. It's wonderful. Yeah, you do. You get out of your, and you can see. You can kind of step outside and look in and see what you're doing. And the last one that I want to kind of touch on is um, once you have that data. Once you not if I hate to say data because it sounds so boring, <laughs> but once you have that. <laughs> information about yourself um, that you can see where your triggers are. You can start doing, um, you can start creating like an implementation intention. So like when I, I wanted to really, really start floss my teeth. So I needed to create this habit. So when I would brush my teeth, I would turn on the water. And as soon as I turn on the water, I would take the floss out and put it next to me. And then I would brush my teeth, be done brushing my teeth, and then I'd floss. So every day, as soon as I turn on the water, I take the floss out. So I knew that my next step was going to be flossing my teeth. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, so you want to create those habits. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you create an implementation intention, 
let's say every day if you're really starting a structured routine and you have your social media time from 9.15 to 9.30, but you know what you're going to do next, you're going to work on X, Y, and Z, take out whatever it is that you're going to be working on next, put it aside, but know that that's what happens at 9.30. So that at 9.30 when the egg timer rings and you're done with your social media, you cannot get distracted. Because, again, the bright, shiny objects are just killer for us, you know? <laughs> so um, getting into routine like that with implementation intention, I have found to be really, really successful. Yeah, it, some really good tips there. Absolutely. It's important to slowly change your habits and implement new new things and to realize that you're not going to conquer it all at once, you know, to try That's a few things. Most yeah, important. And to yeah, forgive you, yourself. Right, right. Let stuff off the hook. You're like, okay, I did this. Bummer. Let's change it. Or not, I hate to use the word change. Let's shift things. Let's Let's shift shift things. Yeah, it's so much gentler. Right. Well, Laura, this has been just, uh, you've been a wealth of information, and it's been a lot of fun chatting with you. Thank Um, you. I would enjoy it. uh, What would you like to leave our audience with today? Oh, I said that's what I was. I know. I think that's what I was just saying. If you will find yourself in any of these situations where, you know, perhaps you were excited that you're ADD because now you have something to um, label yourself as, but you know in your heart of hearts that you're not um, and you are a procrastinator or whatever the case may be, just take the steps forward. Take the first big step is, like I said, forgive yourself and move on from it because it's been holding you back from your success and you deserve your success. So let's move forward. Mm-hmm. I love that. You deserve your success. We all do. Yeah. We all do. Yeah. 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 And it's never too late. It's never no, too late. No, never. Laura Reef, thank you so much for being here with us. Let us know when that wonderful book is published so that we mm. can talk some oh. more about that and so that I can maybe help you get the word out there through some social media. That would be a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It is actually available on, I just in the past two weeks, it's been up on Amazon.com. So. Oh, I'm sorry. Your bio said yeah. it wasn't quite done yet. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. It's just recent. It's totally recent. So, yeah, it's, it's there. It's out there. Oh, so tell us tell us the name of it again. It is called The Adventures of Naomi Noodle, The Wonderful, Amazing, Splendiferous Me. Oh, I love that. And <laughs> you'll find that out on Amazon and certainly on Laura's website at about-special-education.com, about-special-education.com. Laura, thank you for being with us today. Oh, Marla, thank you. It's been so much fun. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And again, please make sure to head on over to Inc.com, Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka for four secrets for managing virtual workers. That's really important, especially for you solopreneurs out there who think that you should be doing it all alone and you find yourself procrastinating and getting nowhere. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks. Thanks for joining us this week, everyone. I look forward to seeing you in two weeks here on TogiNet. And as always, you will find me at MarlaTabaka.com. And please remember to head on over to MakeItHappenLive.com and learn all about that fabulous women's conference that we have coming up that's going to get you out of this procrastination seat once and for all and get you to making it happen. This is Marla Tabaka. I'll speak with you in two weeks. Thank you.
Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there,